you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B and J-Mac are on tap with us to help us navigate the show, which includes, um, but is not limited to, um, making sure that we are streaming on Facebook and YouTube. <laughs> yes, And also right. getting your calls on. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes to your frustration, sometimes to hers. I'm just kidding, Sherry. I'm just joking. <laughs> Y'all, Sherry B. Uh, celebrated a birthday this week. Happy belated birthday, Sherry yes. B. Will forgot to mention it because he just starts talking, and, they, <laughs> oh, wow. and everybody knows it. Okay, uh, yeah. it's 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 all it's all revealed. <laughs> Everyone knows. We start off the show, and there are some people who would like to sort of ease into the program. Right. They'd like right. to kind of like have announcements and talk about things and right. celebrate birthdays and things of that nature, but they can't do it because you just jump in yeah. and start doing content. I gotta You're, get better. But, but get here's better. the thing: yeah. I want you to understand something. I accept you for who you are. Okay. Well, thank you. I just want you to know that as as horrible as all of these things are that I just that I just listed, <laughs> um, you're still a pretty good person. Well, thank you. Not really. Ah, um, hey. <laughs> no, no. Hey, hey. I mean, in the biblical sense. I mean, oh, in the okay. biblical sense, right? Good. You know what I no mean? No one right? is. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You're in good company. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's that's the curve that we all are graded on, right? <laughs> we, that's the curve. I was waiting for you to get it. Like that was awkward for a second there. Will the great? Hello. Hey, yeah. uh, that was awkward for a second. No, I, I, I just didn't get it. I mean, oh yeah. man, it's, I it's thought like you'd call me a bad person. I mean. You well, are, I am, but yeah, you know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we could do this all day. We'll be here all week, guys. Uh, and the people are like, "No, but it's the end. It's the end of the week." <laughs> no, that's interesting, man. You know, us all being graded on the curve, and we still mm. all fail, right? Right? Like all of us, we're just bad, man. Praise God for Jesus, and and that indeed is what we will be remembering and celebrating this weekend. Yeah, that our Lord is risen. And that we are not dead in our sin. Mm. Um, man, what what an incredible opportunity we have to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, right? Amen. That our faith is anchored and rooted in the fact that he is risen mm. and he is seated at the right hand of the Father, that he is making intercession for us. And I hope that this weekend, I, I didn't plan to make these comments, but I'll just say it because we've kind of naturally flowed into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that this weekend, um, that your celebration and your uh, remembrance of the Lord Jesus Christ is not relegated to eggs and bunnies, um, I'm not trying to come for anybody or anything like that. I know we have our traditions in the United States of America, but I got to tell you, if if your kids, if your kids never make the connection that you are celebrating the risen Lord, mm-hmm. and it's just Happy Easter for them, and it's just chocolate, and you kind of are driven to get them, you know, Easter baskets. I'm doing my quotes, Easter baskets and Easter eggs, and and their hunts and all of these things. Um, and they never understand what, like what is supposed to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Um, shame on us, guys. We got to do better than that. And 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 I, I want to say this humbly, but I want to say this um, with 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 strength. 
uh, Jesus is worthy that we make much of him. Amen. And it doesn't matter what our customs are or what our traditions are in the United States of America. If those customs and those traditions rob us of an authentic life lived for the glory of God, then some of those things we might need to get rid of. Mm. Some of those things we might need to say, you know what, we're not doing that because I don't think that we can really attach that to our understanding of the Lord. Like, or maybe, maybe we have detached it for so long that our kids don't even know how to make that connection. I was mm. asked a question today. Um, <laughs> I was asked a question today. It was a great question. It was one of those nice, you know, kind of uh, warm questions. You guys got big Easter plans. You know, what are you guys doing for Easter? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, well, all this week, um, our family has been studying through the Passion Week and looking at what happened in Jesus' life, Jesus's life as he headed toward uh, crucifixion. And it was like crickets church. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like Mickey, y'all doing too much. I know, <laughs> I know, but I'm like, but that's the reality. Like, yeah. like, yeah. and and I say, look, let me tell you why I say that. I say that because in the United States of America, and this is what we've been talking about, man. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about this for a long time. We are fighting for the preservation of our children, so we can't be working against our own efforts and even what might seem to be the most innocuous of ways. Like we, yeah. we're like, well, there's nothing wrong with bunnies and eggs, Mika. And, you know, I understand that to a certain extent, but we've made those things sort of like the surrogate truth. Like we we, we won't give our kids the truth, but we will kind of entertain them with our traditions. Is there anything wrong with going on an Easter egg hunt? Absolutely not. But if your kid doesn't understand what it means that Christ is risen, then that Easter egg hunt is null. It doesn't matter. Like, why Like why are you doing that? And why do you need a special day to do that? You could, you could hide eggs and do that anytime. Mm-hmm. Do that anytime. I mean, it, it doesn't need a day. If you, if you don't teach your kid what it means that Jesus Christ is risen, mm-hmm. right? If you don't teach your kids the importance of that, yeah. man, then, then all of the other things, you've just given them, you know, a more entertained life on their way to <laughs> destruction yeah. at, you know, yeah. at, at worst possible scenario and and then just i guess mediocrity lukewarmness i guess i don't i don't know what i'm saying is this guys i know by humbug miki is just she's <laughs> no, always raining make... down on our no. on our parade and and i'm not trying to do that i'm just saying yeah. guys for far too long we've missed out on the opportunities that yeah. the lord has afforded us you make great points i mean it, it's true it's true you know these holidays have become so commercialized and i, I think about uh resurrection day i think man in the whole grand scheme of things that this holiday, this holy day, yes. you know, for the Christian, you know, it, mm. it, it should be at the top, you know, yeah. but, it, it, you know, yeah. like it, it has become so much um, more than what it was you know, it, to the yeah. to, in a bad way <laughs> than it, it was intended. Man, it's, mm-hmm. it, this this holiday, you know, talking about uh, Christ r- rising again, you know, Amen. man, that's our fate. Like. If Amen. we don't have that, everything hangs on this. We're still dead in our sins. Like Come if we on. don't have that, you know, we're we're fools. You know, like might celebrating as well. celebrating Christmas is one half of what needed to happen. Right. Praise God that you Amen. know that he was born, if, and you know, but if you don't celebrate the other half of the story, like there's the rest, the redemption rest of the story. For, yeah, for our souls. Yeah. You know, like man, and so a lot of times. Uh, Resurrection Day, this this time of the year is downplayed Mm -hmm. or is made to be something that is not, you know, and it's the most important (laughs) to me, the most important holiday that we can have. Like this is, you know, 
This is yeah. the ball, the whole ball game right here. Yeah, I like, think I think that um, celebrating the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ does not carry the same uh, level of importance in our culture because it's not attached with a certain and I hate to say it this way, but it's not attached at all really to an exaltation of self. And I think even the Christmas holiday kind of has at it its focus kind of turns towards self a little bit. Yeah. You know, we've learned how to I mean, there's no other way to define that except to, to say commercialize it. And we do the same thing with um, the celebration of the resurrection. It, it would be really interesting, <clears throat> excuse me, to see um, like I remember back in the day to see like a Sears commercial or to see a Kohl's ad or something like that where it says, you know, resurrection weekend sales. <laughs> you know why they won't do that? Because <laughs> that's too offensive. That, that like that, calls to something. mind too much of yeah. what we actually are <laughs> wanting you to spend your dollars that's, on. Like we yeah. want you to get the clothes. Right. Right. We want we want you to, you know, kind of like, you know, wash up and everything. Like we want you to look, you know, look yeah, a little snazzy on that day. But do that for Easter. Don't do that for resurrection. <laughs> and people might be saying, what's the difference? Well, it's in the ad. It's in the ad. <laughs> one, we can make money off of. The other one might be offensive. You mm. know, you, people who are non-believers can say to you, happy Easter and, and be totally detached from that. But guys, we are ever called to live a distinct life. Am I coming down on Easter eggs and Easter bunnies and all of those things? Look, I love chocolate. I know that seems like a random <laughs> statement. I love chocolate. Okay. There's nothing wrong with, nothing wrong with the chocolate. Uh, is there something wrong with the baskets? Nothing wrong with the baskets. Baskets are pretty. Uh, but if that's what your kid kind of looks forward to, and that's, that's the extent of the exploration, then guys, I think we can file that in the category of a failure uh, because the Lord holds us to a higher standard than that. We've got to give our kids the gospel. Uh, we've got to teach them the truth about what they believe. And that includes not only an accurate presentation that, that Jesus came and lived a sinless life for us, um, and that he was crucified for us, but also that he is risen for mm. our justification. And what does that mean? What does that mean to be set free, to be justified now, to be seen um, with the righteousness of Christ, to be hidden in Christ, to, to, to put on Christ's robe, you know? And we were talking about this recently with our kids. Man, I, you know, I didn't actually plan. We, we, had, a, we had a whole scope, and Will <laughs> the Greats got several clips, and we may still get to them. Well, the great, don't worry. We'll still <laughs> get to cool. your, we'll still get to your clips. Um, but we were talking with our kids because as we've been going through and looking at Holy Week this week, um, we came to day uh, Tuesday leading up to uh, the crucifixion of Christ. And this is where Jesus is preaching in the temple. And so what we've been doing is we've been kind of comparing all of the gospel, at least the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and um, looking at what is happening. And, and here's something interesting that we were discussing, um, that there are only two instances in Scripture where you have a daily account given on this day, on that day, on that day, and you're able to follow day by day what is happening. Mm -hmm. um, elsewhere in Scripture, you have, you know, and then after this, and then after that. And there could be days or weeks going by. You know, you think of Noah and the building of the ark. Like, we don't go today and then this day and that day. No, we have sort of like a, a time frame, right, mm -hmm. where these things are happening and, and, and so on with other instances in Scripture. But um, with Jesus, we have... Every single day, every single day, 
leading up to his crucifixion, what he's doing. And I think this is just incredible to think about. Um, it's, it's just like uh, in the beginning, you have the creation account yeah. on day one, evening and morning, the first day. So you have the same thing with, with Jesus on Palm Sunday, as we, as we call it, um, entering into Jerusalem, the triumphant uh, entry. And, and then you get to him teaching uh, in, the, in the temple. And one of the things that we were talking about with our kids, because we're looking at these parables that Jesus is teaching, right? And man, you really have an opportunity. Like when you read these parables and you stop, and then you think about where Jesus is on his way to the cross. Mm-hmm. And you think about how poignant these, these parables are. And one of the things that I was so struck by, and let me just, let me just see if I can find it really quickly here. Cause I didn't plan to actually, um, to actually read it, but I'll look for it real quick and then, and then see if I can find, it. I think it was in, um, I think it was in Matthew and I'll, I'll look we for were that. Going back it, and forth, Matthew and Mark. Right. And, Matthew and, and Luke. Right. And I should have, I should have remembered, but look, details. I, I may find it during the break and then read it so that I'm not just flipping through my pages. I can tell you that it's on the right side of my Bible. I just am having, <laughs> <laughs> just am having a hard time finding it right at that moment. Okay. Um, oh, here it is. It's Matthew chapter 22. And, and I don't know if I'll have time to read all of it, but this is really interesting. And this was eye opening to our children. So we teach our children about what it is to be justified by the Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. what it is to put on Christ's righteousness, that when we come to the Lord, we come to Jesus uh, by faith in the sufficiency of what he's done, that this is a gift of God, not of works, because if it, if it were of works, then we would boast and we'd brag about what we did mm. to secure it for ourselves. Well, as Jesus is going to the cross and he gives a series of sermons, right? I mean, he basically, he is indicting the religious leaders and he is saying over and over in all of these parables, right? So we kept driving home for our children in all of these parables. What Jesus is saying, I came to you mm-hmm. and you did not receive me. <laughs> in fact, you destroyed those who told of my coming, mm-hmm. who told of my coming, right? You, 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 you destroyed them. And then in the parables, he's saying, you will destroy me or you you will harm me. You will intend to hurt me. Right. And and so by definition, going to the cross, Jesus dies. We understand on the other side of this, he will rise again. Mm-hmm. But in this in in this parable form, he is saying when the sun comes, they kill the sun. Mm. Right. And so then he gives this illustration of the parable of the wedding feast. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of the break, I want to just take a look at it and just have a discussion about why this is so important for our kids to understand this and have peace in what they believe. Aaron, the Addisons will be right back. playlist yes what <laughs> what is that welcome back to Aaron the Addisons <laughs> sometimes you get those requests do you want to add it do you want to add this yes I do okay welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio somebody's like oh is that what this is is it it is it still is 
it is. You guys know. Hanging out with the Addisons. You understand? Um, I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's uh, Cephas with Name Above All. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to make an announcement about the the Marriage Family Life Conference happening July 7th to the 9th here in Tupelo, Mississippi at the Bancorp South Arena. Please go and register at marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, just to let you know that registration will be closing on May 15th. And so uh, go and register now. So this is for the people who like to to wait to the last minute. I'm giving you the last minute. The last minute (laughs) is May 15th. So make sure you go to marriagefamilylife.net to register. Okay, so um, just in in uh, Mika type fashion here, just the encouragement that we communicate to our kids uh, the sufficiency of what Christ has done, that we don't give in to the commercialism of um, holidays that we celebrate in our culture. And, and maybe this has long been the tradition, you know, mm-hmm. I understand that, right? I mean, we're all growing up in the same country and we have the same traditions. I think the thing is that as we grow in our knowledge of God and as we walk with the Lord and our relationships and our relationship with him deepens, um, we've got to get to the place where we start to take an inventory of the things that we've used to sort of, um, I don't know, manufacture a deep relationship with him. You know what mm. I mean? Those things that can mm. kind of um, trick us into thinking that we are actually walking with the Lord because Man. we are keeping a lot of those traditions. You yeah. know, only walking yeah. with the Lord is walking with the Lord. Right. Right. And and only only growing in your knowledge of him is growing in your knowledge of him, keeping the traditions and all of these things. Um, while those things are not harmful, they should not ever be mistaken for a genuine relationship with Christ. And, and mm. this is something that we continue to press into the hearts of our children. We understand that the culture they're living in, they are living in a type of Babylon and increasingly so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've got to know what they believe. They've got to know why they believe it. They've got to see the beauty of what God wants us to know about himself in scripture They've got to see and understand how to apply that truth in daily life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because again, as we say often, a biblical worldview is not that you believe the Bible is good and right and true. In fact, that's good that you do. But a biblical worldview is the application of the word of God where it's applicable. When there are things that are prescriptive, meaning you've got to do those things, a biblical worldview means that you do those things. It doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. you say it's good and then walk away, Right. right? It's like a man who looks at his at his face in the mirror and then forgets what he looks like as soon as he's not looking any longer. Mm. Right. That's what it's like for us to just hear the word and to not, to not do it. So having a biblical worldview means that you hear the word, you read the word and you do it where there are prescriptions in scripture and there are prescriptions. (laughs) There are prescriptions in scripture guys. Um, we do, we do those things. So we were looking at, um, looking at Jesus teaching in the temple on Tuesday before he is crucified and he is just, man, he is, I, the, I guess the way the, the Bible would express it is sort of like a, um, a series of, of consistent sermon woes that are pronounced, right? Mm. Like just, man, you're, you're, th- this is the, this is the indictment against the people, my own people, the people to whom I'm sent who have rejected me. And so there's this parable about um, the wedding feast, and this is in Matthew chapter 22. And I would encourage you, like, so if you're a parent or you're a grandparent, if I could, you know, encourage you to have this kind of conversation with your kid, really to see if they understand what it is to be justified by the righteousness of Christ, Mm. what it is to actually um, be hidden in Christ. Because this is something, believe it or not, that even our kids that we say, 
well, you know, he or she got baptized mm-hmm. or he or she prayed a prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, if they really, if they really are converted, yeah. right. It's important for us to ensure that they understand that this is not anything that they have done. Yeah. That this is the work of Jesus Christ. And you say something there, um, understanding that they are in Christ. And I'm thinking about what's going on in our culture. So the earliest time that we can teach our children their identity, if they have come oh, into into a relationship with the Lord, that their identity is in Christ mm-hmm. because they're going to be uh, so many other things thrown at them as they grow up. You identify as this or this oh, is this can on. be your identity. But for our children who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we need to at a young as they're young, teach mm-hmm. them their identity as, as prescribed in the word of God, as, as laid out in the word of God, you know, because they're going to be contending with people who say, no, you don't have to be that. You can you're this, oh. you're that. But if they understand that before anything else, I'm in Christ. Amen. Man, if we can put that into their hearts, if they can understand that and, and live it and believe it. Yes. I think, man, it, it's, go, it's just going to be a, a great thing. I agree with you. And, and I and I would say, in addition to that, as we teach them at the youngest age possible, they, they have come to Christ. We teach them what it is to have this new identity. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to know your thoughts on this, too. Well, the great I I would say we also have to teach them to be vocal because they are going to be intimidated in the culture that they live in. So so we teach them that this is the new identity that they have. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, not but but and at the same time, teach them to make much of that. Because they live in a culture among their contemporaries where they are making much of everything else and loudly and proudly and without fear of retribution. Like they don't they don't fear being the object of someone's scorn, although and that was some of what we originally talked about uh, talking about today. um, They have they're going to be going up against kids who have earned the protection of the culture. Mm. Wow. And 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 yeah, you're right. You know, maybe earned is too generous a word. They've been given. given. And so that's going to automatically put them, you know, our children more and more on the outside. Yeah. You know, they're not in that same. They they haven't been given that. As a matter of fact, what they're believing in is opposed. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So you've got to begin training them now to be assertive about what they believe and to offer no apologies for it. Yeah. Why? Because if you start now, if you start now, then you can form a sort of a spiritual muscle memory in them where they do not cower. Do you understand? It's like it's right. like what you teach about Will the Great when you teach about uh, the Hebrew boys, right? They were already resolved. Mm-hmm. They there, there had already been that spiritual muscle memory built up where they knew the things of God and they knew where they were going to stand and right. they knew they weren't going to waver. And I think we've got to increasingly do that for our kids so that they are not found wavering when they are approached by these things. And by the way, um, they're not having as much of a grace period as they used to have Mm, right now it's our youngest among us who are being approached with um man just radical sexually deviant you know ideologies that that's right even us as adults we're not equipped to deal with that so just imagine like our five-year-olds you know all the more reason why we've got to equip them now we've got to uh, shore them up and then also encourage them to be bold in the truth to tell the truth amen All right. So here's Matthew. This is interesting. Here's Matthew chapter 22. And um, again, this is Jesus headed to the cross on on our behalf to to stand in our place Mm -hmm. for the wrath of God to be poured out on him. And we are the ones who who deserve it. 
uh, chapter 22, verse one. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come again. He sent other servants saying, tell those who are invited. See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully and killed them. The king was angry and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go, therefore, to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. Mm -hmm. Verse 11. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there was a man who had no wedding garment. Mm. And he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot, and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. So we're reading this and we're talking about the parallels and, and we're talking about the parables. Indeed, what is the message that Jesus is preaching in Jerusalem? What is the message? What is he saying to his Jewish brothers according to the flesh? What is he saying, right? And so we get to this place and our kids are just like, wait a minute wait, they're all invited. <laughs> they're all in there. Okay. So what's the problem with this guy and his wedding garments? Like, <laughs> is he, is he one of the bad people? He's, a, he's one of the bad people. Well, does the Bible say that? <laughs> no, the Bible says that good and bad have been invited to come. <laughs> right. right. And then the Bible says very clearly what is spotted is a person who is not wearing a wedding garment. And so then we asked them, like, what is the symbolism of this, guys? How do you how do you come to understand this? And they kind of wrestled with it for a little mm -hmm. bit, didn't they, Will the Great? Yeah. Like, it was, I mean, and, and they had all kinds of questions, layers upon layers of questions, <laughs> trying to understand this because in their mind, and this is what it shows me, in their mind, there is still a sort of thought that the good people will spend eternity with God. Mm. And so immediately what they kind of start to picture is that the person who is not wearing the wedding garment is the bad person. Right. Right. But that's not what the Bible says. And so, and so, um, so we say to them, so you've got to draw out from the Bible. What is there? And um, JD kind of like, he's like, wait, wait, what is that? What is that called? Exegesis. That's right. Exegesis. You can't put into the Bible what you think, which is called eisegesis, right? Mm -hmm. We teach them this from a very young age. It's important for them to know that and to respect the word of God. And so we're saying, look at the scriptures. Let's read it again. And sometimes as many times as it takes, we'll say, let's read it again. Let's read it again. And why do we say that? Because we believe that the Holy Spirit will call to their minds because the Holy Spirit indwells them, that the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit will help them to understand what it is that they're reading. And so through much discussion and reading and, and um, underlining and highlighting, figuratively speaking, and but for me in a literal sense, <laughs> it is revealed. The, the word of God is very true. What does the Bible teach us? about being clothed in the righteousness of Christ. 
You see, Jesus's words here are very specific. It's so important for our kids to understand this. The Jews would have understood good people and bad people being called. In fact, what was the accusation made against Jesus when he attends um, this meeting that Matthew, the tax collector, holds at his house? And it's all of these like riffraff. It's all of these bad people, right? The Jews would have immediately understood that. They would have had these categories of people that these are the good people and these are the bad people and these are the people that you associate and these associate with and these are the people that you don't associate with. And what is Jesus saying? The Father says, go out and call all of those people, the ones you would associate with and the ones you would not associate with and tell them to come. And they all come. And here they are. And then the Father is there in the banquet or at the, at the banquet the wedding feast, and there's a person there who's not dressed in the, in the wedding, proper wedding garment. What is the proper wedding garment? Well, the proper wedding garment is Christ. And so what is Jesus saying? We understand, like, if you look at the scriptures, as many of us, right, who have believed in Christ, we have put on Christ. In fact, this is the same type of language that Paul uses in his letter to the Galatians. This is Galatians chapter three, um, verse, I'm going to start at verse 25. But now faith has come. I'm sorry, but now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So we're talking to our kids and this provides an opportunity for us to make sure that they understand what it really means to be justified. Yeah. And indeed, as we were talking to them, I don't know, Will the Great, would you have observed that that this was sort of like, um, I don't know, revelation might be too strong a word, but it, it served to reinforce their understanding yeah. of what it is to be justified. Yeah, I think so. And even the questions that they had, you know, being able to like go to scriptures and and. You know, JD had a lot of questions mm-hmm. uh, as as usual. He's a, always, <laughs> always very inquisitive. He was, yes. he, you know, and and it was a, a almost like a just didn't understand about the good people, bad people. Like you know, how does how does that work? But mm-hmm. I think at the end of the discussion, yes, it reinforced and and what they already I, I believe knew. But this was a, a great uh, example. You know, and, and to be able to talk about this further so it can be yeah. c- cemented in their hearts about justification and how we are justified. Absolutely. And I think and I think quite comforting. Yeah. Quite comforting to understand this. And, you know, I because I, I asked them the question, um, you know, would you guys just as you read the scriptures, would you have looked at the Apostle Paul as a good person or a bad person hmm. before his coming to Christ? Right. And they're like, bad person. Well, <laughs> yeah. Right. So you can understand this, like in your common everyday understanding, mm-hmm. you can understand what we define as a good person or a bad person. And indeed, I think even as our kids look at what's going on in culture, you've got to be able to um, to confirm for them. There are some people who are able to behave morally in culture. Mm. Like there are some people who can do good things That's right. in culture. Right. But good does not save you. Come on. And then there are some people that, you know, if left to our just just our observation, we might be like, there is no hope mm. for that. Per- there is no way. In other words, we ourselves might stand at the door to the banquet feast and, and be like, nah, you can't get in. You understand? But what what is it that matters? What matters, not good or bad, what matters is having on the wedding garments. 
being clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Mm -hmm. And how are we able to be clothed in that way? Because he is risen. Amen. Because he is risen. We'll take the break and we'll be right back. They're going to have to um, put me in a position where I'm going to have to make special meals. Now I've, well, the greats hmm? uh, gathered up all of our content and clips and things for today and, and we haven't used it. <laughs> I'm, f- I'm fine. Look, the, know, what, what did we pray? Good. We pray that, that God would lead us as we open these mics and that Amen. we would say exactly what he desired for us to say. So when, th- when things like this happen, I'm not bent out of shape. Maybe I, uh, <laughs> at one time I would have been, but I feel, <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel like, yeah. man, this is what the Lord wants you know, us to speak about. We're led by the Holy Spirit. So praise Praise God. God. Praise God. I want to open the phone lines, 888-589-8840. I want to know how you are celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. How are you making much of the fact that um, because he's risen, you're justified? Um, And that includes um, sharing with us how you're teaching this to your children and grandchildren, um, Mm -hmm. or maybe nieces and nephews, or if you are in youth ministry, how are you driving home the importance of the fact that Jesus Christ is risen? This mm. cannot be overstated. Um, this cannot be overstressed. Again, guys, you know, there are the big kind of, you know, fish, I guess, if you will, in this illustration, I don't know if it works, but the big fish that we kind of have to deal with in culture that really um, threaten the integrity of the gospel, threaten our understanding of the gospel. But there are also those little minnows that we kind of just overlook, mm. you know what I mean, that 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 can threaten um, the integrity of the gospel as yeah. well. If we reduce um, the resurrection to just, um, you know, an Easter celebration where there's just candy and baskets and, and egg hunts and things like that, then then we've not made as much of Christ as we should make. And mm-hmm. so we have to be careful about that. So I want to hear from you. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. And while Sherry B is getting a calls queued up, I want to share with you this devotional, just a quick devotional from uh, D. James Kennedy's ministry, the ministry of D. James Kennedy. And I think that this is so interesting, especially in light of what we're talking about in Matthew chapter 22. Um, and, and it says, clothed in the righteousness of Christ. The Bible uses the symbol of clothing to teach us about righteousness. Jesus told a parable about a wedding feast where all were given the right robes to wear. But somehow a man slipped, slipped in um, who wasn't dressed properly and he was thrown out in disgrace. This symbolizes the difference between trusting in Christ or in self for salvation. Remember the text in Genesis where it all began that God, seeing the feeble attempts of Adam and Eve to clothe themselves with fig leaves to cover their shame and nakedness after their sin, killed several animals and made coats of skin for them. God clothed them, a foreshadowing of what would yet come. Mm. In Isaiah, we read, quote, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. Isaiah 61, 10. Isaiah also spoke about those who trust in their own righteousness. Their good works are described as filthy rags in God's sight. Mm -hmm. Many times I've talked to people about what their hope of eternal life rests upon. So many of them say, well, I've done this and I've done that and I've done the other thing. They are looking for something about themselves that will make them acceptable. 
this astonishing statement in the scripture, one that amazed Martin Luther and which puts the amazing into grace, says that, quote, his name shall be called Jehovah Tiskanu. Jehovah is our righteousness. Mm. All right. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. The question that I'm asking is, how are you making much of the resurrection? How are you training your kids um, to remember and to celebrate the fact that Jesus Christ is risen? And then um, how are you reminding yourself of that fact as well? 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Todd in Kentucky. Hi, Todd. Hey there, how you doing? Doing great. Um, I just wanted to say that, you know, uh, being in church and, you know, explaining to our three-year-old granddaughter, you know, about Jesus and just starting at the beginning and speaking to her and showing her how we, we worship Jesus. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I called in to tell y'all, I really appreciate your, your program. Um, Thank you can you. just hear worship and praise for Jesus Christ, and it lifts me up. I, I love hearing it. It bolsters me up. Praise God. Um, I, I just love what y'all are doing, and, you know, all praise to him. He's He's put mm-hmm. y'all in a position where y'all can spread the word and, and, and help us worship him. Oh, glory to God. Brother Todd, thank you so much. I really Mm. do appreciate that. I want to say um, praise God for what you're doing in the life of your three-year-old granddaughter. I mean, this is so important. I look back on the ways that we started, you know, with our children, and it's always age appropriate, right? You Mm -hmm. teach them according to their capacity, and you push just a little bit every time. You know, we had a season um, where they were reading through the Proverbs, and for some of them, I'm reading the Proverbs to them, and I'm saying, I just want you to draw what you hear. Just draw mm-hmm. what you hear. And so so then we have them sort of like drawing what they hear in the Proverbs. And all of these things serve as a foundation in the lives of our children. And mm-hmm. so, man, you know, your, your three-year-old, you are building a solid foundation, your three-year-old granddaughter, your solid foundation by instructing and training her right now in the Word of God. Praise God. All right, Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to uh, Dennis in Texas. Hi, Dennis. Hey, Will. Uh, first of all, I want to thank both of you guys for what you're doing Uh it is so refreshing to hear the truth. It's hard to find these days. Mm. Anyway, anyway, sir, uh, regarding uh, Eastern uh, Easter egg hunting uh, baskets and all that, mm-hmm. there needs to be a concerted effort to talk to the parents. These kids are just products of their parents not mm. being believers. It, it, mm. it just it just goes right down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Dennis, you are spot on. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we right. we cannot expect our children to to know things, well, let me say this of the godly nature, right? That we are not teaching them, that we are not pressing into them. And sometimes we do expect it. I, I will say this in defense of uh youth pastors, youth pastors all across this country. Um, which you guys aren't asking me to do this. You're like, we can speak for ourselves, Mika. Look, <laughs> the expectation of youth pastors is really unrealistic mm. to think that you are going to have, you know, a couple times a week with a kid and that you're going to make these mighty warriors and there's no reinforcement at home. In fact, I, I think reinforcement is um, even that is sort of a lazy expectation. I think that the, the parents should be the driving force behind what our kids are learning and how they're coming to know Christ. Um, and yet we kind of sit back and we're not doing that. And then we mm. say, you know, um, the youth minister will get them. Right. The youth minister oh, will man. set them right. 
And that's so unfair. <laughs> I, I think is. it's so unfair, some of the pressures that we put on youth pastors, expecting them to fill a role that God has clearly entrusted to us. So, Dennis, mm. you're, you're right on with your observation. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Janet in Texas. Hi, Janet. Hey, I want to thank you all again, as they have said. Thank you for being such a good Christian couple. And you know the love that you have for each other just radiates through the radio. Oh, yeah. oh praise it God. Has. Y'all are said God is really using y'all. But I wanted to also share with y'all, uh, James Dobson had a man. He was a pro, ex-pro football player. His name is Dr. Ken Hutcherson. Yeah. Have you ever heard of him? Yes. That sounds familiar. Yes. Oh, yeah. Man, he, I, I was so glad I got to hear that interview, and I said, I was shouting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he is, he is a, like J- Dr. James Dobson said, he is a man's man. But, you know, men need to be uh, sensitive to the Lord, mm. guidance and direction to the heads of the house, that the Lord is to be head of all of them. You know? Amen. But mm. he was, while he was saying, every man across America and across the world, I wish they could hear that interview and that man's heart. That man is with the Lord now. Yeah. You know, you know, Pastor Ken, Mickey. Did he do a program on? Evangelifish. Remember? Evangelifish. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. We knew him. We knew him. Yes. Yes. Man, he is such a precious man. And of course, he's with Jesus. That's right. Oh, I tell you, every man, every person. You know, needs to listen to him. Yeah. And they need to be, re, be replaying his sermons, you know. But two yeah. songs I want to share with you. Second sure. chapter of Acts, Easter song. And then new song, the group new song, Arise mm-hmm. My Love. Those mm-hmm. two songs, I love those at Easter time. Okay, okay. new song, Arise My Love. I'm well, writing thank, that down. I'll thank you, Janice. Thank you Janice, so much. I really appreciate Janice. that, Janet. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Listen, that... So we interviewed Pastor Hutcherson. Well, when did, we were doing, we, yes, we interviewed him a few times. And when we were doing Urban Family, we played his his church services on. That's what it we, was. We yes. broadcasted his sermons. Yeah, yes. he was a great guy. He was, And a, so he was talking he was about weakness guy. in the church. Yeah. And, and he <laughs> called those who would not stand on the truth on, of the word of God. Evangel- <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Evangelifish. Evangelifish. Yeah. You guys can have like that. He, I'm he, sure he, he's with a, the Lord. He doesn't care if you use it. He was a straight up and down guy. Like, yes. Yes. So Absolutely. what Janet is talking about is, is very true. Wow. Yes. Thank you so much for your call, Janet. We appreciate you. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Kim in Ohio. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you guys? Doing great. Hello. Good. You were asking about how we celebrate Easter, and we made a conscious decision before we had kids to celebrate Messianic Passover, mm-hmm. mm. which is so enriching. It tells the story from the Moses and the redemption all the way through the prophet- prophecy of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it is uses all your senses, and it's a story that is engraved mm. in my kids, hopefully, by now. Amen. Oh, that's wonderful. Amen. Thank you so that much, That is Kim. wonderful. Kim, thank you so much awesome. for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Shantae in Texas. Hi, Shantae. Hi, Addison. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, I just wanted to call in and thank you all, uh, let you know that I've been listening for a while. And, um, you know, I wrestle sometimes with some of the things you all say, but I know in my heart of hearts that it's the truth. It's God's <laughs> word. It's the truth. And um, 
I think I wrestled because, like, you all just talked about um, the evangelifish. I think that's a funny term. Um, <laughs> I have to admit, like, I've been, <laughs> I've been guilty of, uh, of being one. And, um, you know, me and my husband, we have an eight-year-old, almost nine-year-old daughter. We're expecting our second child. And oh, um, we just, as of recently, have just decided to just stand on God's truth, like, no matter the cost. And mm. um, Praise God. You know, I just, I just want to thank y'all. Um, thank you so much for what you do because it, I mean, like I said, I'm, I, I listen daily whenever I can and, um, I'm, I'm just empowered. Miki, I, I, I really, I love how you are able to articulate and present things and, um, brother Will, I'm trying to get my husband to, you know, listen more actively <laughs> and just really soak in that word because sometimes, you know, we're out here and we just feel like, you know, we're on our own and, mm. and I know that's not true. I know, right. you know, God has us, but. Um, thank you all. Oh, oh God you bless so you, Shantae. That is that is so wow. encouraging. Look, and I got to tell you, I really appreciate your candor there because I yeah. think that there are so many of us who feel the same way. When you know we can live a very comfortable Christianity, all of us. It's it's kind of easy to do, <laughs> or at least historically, it had been really easy to do in America. Live a very comfortable Christianity where we're kind of a little bit, you know, used to being celebrated for. Um, being loved by everyone and being a benefit or being an asset to a ministry or to a business. You know, you want to hire the Christians and you want real Christians. But now that's kind of shifted a little bit. And so there was a level of discomfort that has kind of been turned up for the Christian. But I think, and as, as you're pointing out, I think the Lord is showing this to you. I think that we as believers should see that discomfort as opportunities Hmm. These are opportunities for us to live the faith that we have proclaimed for Amen. so long. Um, our brother, Jerry, who calls in on a regular basis, Jerry is actually not actually. I'm sorry. I see that's wrong. I, that's poor use of the word. Actually, he's not actually a cousin, but he's in cousin <laughs> category. OK, um, but but Jerry was saying, you know, this is a this is an incredible opportunity for us to really be peculiar because mm. for a really long time, it's it was difficult for us to be peculiar. Right. Because, mm. you know, we lived people were pretty good, so to speak, you know, but now we can really stand out for the That's glory true. of God. So anyway, Shantae, thank you so much for your encouragement. I appreciate it. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Jake in Arkansas. Hi, Jake. Oh, good afternoon. I like to say that I appreciate everything y'all do. And I agree with you. I don't have a problem. But the only thing that I do is. I'm a preacher, and we don't celebrate what you would call Easter. Mm -hmm. We do the Passover, mm -hmm. and uh, because of uh, Easter came from after the Matilda God. So mm -hmm. Jesus rising on the third day does not have nothing to do with a rabbit or egg. That's so right. I appreciate everything y'all y'all said and y'all do. Thank and, you, Jay. And I listened to you guys the other day, and I got grandkids that I adopted, mm -hmm. and the teachers surprised me that they're trying to teach the kids about Black Lives Matter. They done changed mm. the name of it now. They mm. got a different name and the teacher told me that they're going to desensitize my kids. I told mm. them, I said, my kids know the difference between a woman and a man. I Come said, you good, luck. you good luck trying to do that. <laughs> but you mm. got to keep the good work up. Thank you, Jake. God bless wow. you. Uh, wow. Wow. So so I'm I'm writing notes, write notes when you guys talk so I can go back and then hmm. look this up and, and kind of do a little research uh, for myself. I was wondering if the name Black Lives Matter, if the organization has gone undergone a name change or if maybe our brother was talking about the way that they're trying to get this information in schools, because it it comes under a lot of different 
you know, yeah. names, yeah. right? A lot of different interest groups have their own, you know, ways of getting that information into our school. So I'll, I'll have to look that up. Um, but I will say um, our, our brother Jake here, he pulled a pin out of a grenade and was like, now y'all, God bless you. When he started <laughs> talking about the history of even the word Easter. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys, like I tell you, several years ago, several, several years yeah. ago, we started to do a deep dive. And uh, that was one of the things that we had to remove. So I try to I try to bear, you know, and understand that we're all learning and growing. But it's worth doing some research of your own. That's right. All right. Until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.